0: Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. Really, Riley. <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Hopefully, you guys had a really great weekend. Welcome back to Really Riley. Um, this podcast is a little bit more like deep than I had planned on for a Monday. Um but I'm going to get into that and why. Like I titled this one Soccer Moms and Sound Baths because that's what I did this weekend. Um my son Lyric had two different soccer games this weekend and it's crazy to think that like soccer is the thing that's making me realize that there's at least one area of my life that isn't completely messed up right now. <laughs> um that sounds weird. Um and melancholy but I digress. Um, And then sound baths, because if you guys had listened to the podcast around September, August, something around that time of last year, I had done my first sound bath and it was such a monumental experience for me and really telling in ways that I never thought it would be. Um, So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is the place, my little corner of the world, I call it, where I talk about All the things that are real, I go there with so many things that some of you are like, okay, girl. But then a lot of you guys are also like, yes, thank you for going there. Mom life, fitness, fashion, fun stuff, lawn care. (laughs) Because my husband has apparently started a movement of people looking at lawn stripes. (laughs) Because he's obsessed with lawn care now. But I love it. Um, But welcome. And if you're not new here, welcome back. Love you guys so much for listening. So, soccer moms. My son, Lyric, is seven, about to be eight in October, and, like, where the hell did the time go? Very cliche statement to make, but it's crazy how big he is, and he's such a little man already, like, in the best ways possible. Like, his mannerisms, it's funny how I watch him, how he, like, speaks like me, and I love that he's very articulate because, you know, hey, I talk for a living, so I'm proud of that. But he's very much a competitor, and I don't think that I was a competitor growing up, really. Maybe I'm even not still, because I only compete with myself, so I don't know if that makes me a competitor or not. Maybe in some ways it does, but he's very determined, at least when it comes to soccer, and quietly so, because this is only his third season of doing soccer, and he's just really good. Like, he's got this natural talent for it, and I don't know shit about soccer, but everybody says this his coaches say it a lot of the other soccer moms that i think were soccer players or had you know kids that had done soccer for years all play it or say it they say that his footwork is amazing and i don't even know what soccer footwork was but when i watch him i'm like damn he's just good and it's not me just saying that because it's my kid because i might have inherited this a little bit from my mom i hope not too much of it but like the tough love thing that was always very prevalent with me growing up you know I was a ballerina for 10 years of my life I did one professional show um I was very good at it but I never really tried so I could have been better and I did cheerleading competitions I did choral competitions I did modeling dancing pageants I did everything on a stage and I think my little boy is going to inherit some of that um to see him on the soccer field though, this weekend was different because last year, a lot of the, a lot of us were you know coming out of COVID in terms of doing in person events and team sports and stuff like that, and he was the bigger kid on the team, you know, taller. He's very tall for his age. He's gonna I'm gonna be screaming up at him soon. I don't scream. I, mean, I would guess I do scream, but I mean I'm gonna be like scolding up at him. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's huge. And I don't know where from because I'm a mini. I'm five, two and a half on a good day. And he's already up at my chin almost. But he was always the big kid on the team. And he could score, 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 you know, because the kids were smaller and he was faster just because he was, you know, a little bit older than them. And this seemed like the first game that he had to really work for it because the team across the way from them was a team that were really, really good last year the very last couple of games he got his first taste of real competitiveness and he was scoring a lot of goals but like this year with all the kids up to snuff again and had another year to practice and whatever he went out there in the first couple of plays if you call it i don't know what that's whatever first couple of times back and forth of the field they were like not dominating him but he had to work harder for it you could see it was messing with his psyche a little bit and this other team This is where the soccer mom comes in. They, I don't know if you could say this about little kids, but they're being like little shits. Like they were pushing, like when Lyric would like get ahead of him on the ball and they would like use their hands to like push him aside and they were tripping them too. And I know they would never do that. Yeah, I watched it a couple of times and I turned into that mom. I was like, uh, excuse me, like if this kid does not get his hands off my son. And I think the one kid I was talking about, his mom was sitting right next to me. But I was kind of like, whatever. I am that obnoxious mom in the field. Go Lyric, go Lyric, go baby, But I don't care. I work really hard to make sure that kid has everything he needs and then some. And so does my husband. And turning him into a nice, polite, sweet, you know, growing, thriving little kid. So much so that he corrected me after the game. He said, Mommy do you think maybe next time you can be like a team mom? And I was like, what's that? You want me to get snacks? You want me to make shirts? What do you want me to do? No, I mean like cheering for other players. I was like, oh, I was like, well, baby, I did cheer for your friend. I just don't know everybody else's names, but I think he was so concerned that I was just overly cheering from him and I'm loud. I was like, oh, you're embarrassed. Uh, I said to him, I was like, baby, I'm just really proud of who you are and what you're becoming as a young man. And I went through a lot of pain to get you in this world. And... (laughs) I do tell them that, but, um, I understand what he was saying. He wants me to be fair and just, and I will work on that, but I'm still going to yell loud. I'm like, if you have a problem with that, get over it because I'm proud of you and it's always going to be that way. Um, but to watch my little boy, like actually work for it on the field, like actually have to get in there and work hard for a goal and then start excelling. And not just that, like his coach kept saying like lyric, Go on the outside, create space in the field, you know, because they're all little and they see the ball and they're just like all crowding it or whatever. But Lyrical go out and he'll wait and he'll plan his moves and like scope out his players. According to his coach, that's something that most kids his age don't do. Like he asked him, you know, or he asked me, does he have an older sibling that plays? I was like, no, he just watches Messi on his iPad all day. Which, whatever, they sit, they sit there and say, you shouldn't let him have so much FaceTime on the iPad, but I guess it's doing him some good. But I was watching him pass to other players and – like give everyone else to get a chance to get the other goal but he was like the dude that everybody was going to and if he messed up his other players were like come on lyric," which I thought was a little rude because I'm like where are you at but that's just the mama bear in me but they expect him to do better they expect him to do more and maybe that's pressure for a seven-year-old and they probably don't look at it that way but I do and I think it's great that he's rising to the occasion and I think that It's his solace. Like it's his escape from whatever seven-year-olds have in terms of stress or, you know, the way that he gets out his emotions because he's a spicy little kid. No idea where he gets that from. But I think it's great that this is his outlet and he's excelling at it. And I just see so many great things for him there. So that excites me. And I'm just so proud of him. Like I didn't think that I would be the soccer mom yelling on the sidelines. And apparently my husband says too that it – it's a little much, but oh well. <laughs> um, That's my baby. And everybody can know it. And if it bothers them, too bad. But I'm really proud of that little kid. Really, really, really proud of him. With or without all the goals, which he made like seven. Um, <laughs> I'm just stoked to see him turning out to be such a cool ass little human. Um, So that was the soccer mom part of it. The sound bath part of it. Full disclosure, I almost didn't do the podcast tonight and I was going to do it like tomorrow afternoon after the, you know, the mini maniac, my two-year-old goes down for a nap, but I didn't want to let you guys down. And I don't even know if you guys listen to this early, early, early in the morning. I know a lot of you guys do because you used to hear me early in the morning and I want to be there still in your ear holes early when you start your day. If it gives you a smile or some inspiration, um, But during this sound bath, I had a lot of emotions dust up. Now, if you've never gone to a sound bath, it depends on your mood and psyche in the moment, I think, on how it affects you. But for me, it seems to take, it fills me up a lot and then takes a lot out of me, if that makes any sense. So just to set the stage, like, I went to a sound bath with two other girlfriends, one whom is actually an OG listener from a long time ago, that knows the amazing lady that does my nails. You guys have seen her work all over Instagram. She's amazing. Um, but she randomly asked me to go with them. And I don't shy away from meeting new people. But I haven't like really gone out like on a girl date in a long, long, long time. And I have like three girls dates that I need to go and plan. Because I miss some of my peeps that have been wanting to see me. Y'all know who you are. Um. But I was like, well, you know what? I, I have been wanting to go for a sound bath because the first one was so monumental for me last year. And like I said, you can listen to that podcast. It's a few down. Um, because then I was in a place of turmoil and it gave me so much clarity. And one could say I'm there too, kind of now, up and down. You know, they say that grief is not linear. And I know that some of you guys have rolled your eyes about me saying that losing my radio career or, you know, at least that section of it after 20 years isn't that much grief. But, you know, when I care when you care about something so much and you do it for that long, it is a sense of loss. Um and then, you know, losing my puppy pink after her being my doggy for fifteen years, it's been a lot. And I am hopeful and looking forward to the future and everything that comes with growth and things changing and, you know, the winds of change coming in, whether you liked it or not. Um but sometimes the went way sets in. The went way is something I call when I'm being melancholy or I'm not being as positive or manifestation-y as I could be. And there's been a few days that I've been doing that. Um more than I like. So I thought a sound bath would be perfect to center it in. And why not go with some cool new people that are new to me but kind of not. Um so you go in and, and this time it was at a commercial gym in White Marsh, if you're in the DMV area, but like an hour and 15 minutes away from my house. But I'm okay with the drive because I can listen to music and just think and be, you know, in my thoughts without a toddler screaming at me. Um, And on the way there, I was really trying to like center myself and just get in the moment because that's always hard for me to do. ADHD and I'm just an anxious person. But I love the idea of laying somewhere where you don't, you're not supposed to be on your phone and nobody's really talking except for the person that first conducts the class. And then it's just sounds, music, if you will. So I walked in and it was a beautiful gym, by the way. Like I was taking pictures of it and I was like, oh, Marshall, like I've never been to this one. Um, It was like gym porn, (laughs) which is so weird, but you know, my husband gets it. And it was ready. Like they had these really cool blankets set up and You go in and you see the big sound bowls and whatever other instruments. And I was excited. Um, So we lay down and she gives you this like spray to put on your hands. so You smell it and get yourself centered. It's like some good essential oil spray. But I think I was allergic to something that was in it because it started to make me cough. And that's not like you don't want to be the person that's hacking in the middle of a sound bath. You don't want to be that person. You know, especially when people are still sensitive to people coughing. I uh, got I thank God I had a lozenge in my purse. But then, like, right before the sound bath, I was like, wait, I have, like, my crystals on me. I have my purite for, like, prosperity. I have, you know, my fluorite for clarity. I have, you know, my tiger's eye for strength. I got to get these out and put them out. <sighs> and I'm rustling through my person I was like, all right, let me stop. So I think I got, like, out of sync for a second in terms of, like, getting centered and being in the mindset of where I wanted to be at the start of this sound bath. So I get a little centered, and then I lay down. And the last that I had was like on carpet and this was on like a, like a gymnasium, like, you know, like the whatever classes you go to the gym, like that hard floor. And I had back squats on Friday and apparently I didn't stretch very well because my back was like tight on the right side. And they say like if you had old injuries or you have like pains or whatever in your body, you'll feel certain things amplified and not like pain, but like tingling or just that sensation is there. Huh, did I ever. So last week, I went and got my first mammogram, which that's a whole other podcast in itself that I will get to. Um, But also, I've just been going through some blood testing to find out some things that are happening hormonally and with my period and thinking I have endometriosis and da-da-da-da. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, is that that? You know, I'm looking for things and sensations now that I heard that. I'm like, let me stop. Let me just close my eyes and feel what I'm going to feel because that's what I did the first time. And initially she was saying, you know, feel different colors, different places in your chakras, red, orange, and I was in it and I was feeling it. And I started to get into like a deep meditation, which is very, very hard for me to do. I like hot yoga because regular yoga doesn't do it for me because I can't get centered. But for some reason, if it's hot and torturous, I can do it. I always love a challenge. Um, so I was grateful that I got to be in a space of like getting into a deep, deep meditation where my mind could just like flow wherever it wants to go, but it was flowing in places that were starting to not freak me out, but they say that certain aspects of a sound bath can be uncomfortable. And the very first one was uncomfortable and beautiful and and intense altogether, but this one was like uncomfortable, like dusting up a lot of emotions that I have stuffed down or only felt for like a little bit. And then be like, nope, 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 not going there, manifestation, we're staying positive. Because I'm, you know, what you think about, you bring about. So I didn't want to bring about a lot of the negative stuff that I've been trying to just jump over that hump. Sprint over it more like. Um, But I guess in this capacity, your mind doesn't allow you to do that. Because the sounds just bring something so forward. And certain sounds trigger certain feelings or emotions. So as I am in this sound bath in the meditative state and the music was pretty soft you know the first like no i'm doing a very bad impression but like very sweet but then all of a sudden it was like this grating i don't know what instrument she was using but it was like a like grating on something and i don't like that sound so it was dusting up things that bothered me or you know things that i didn't like and when she got must have gotten closer to me because i think she walks around the room with it it was weird what I was seeing in my I don't know what is that your third eye or whatever you're seeing when you're in this meditative state and I could see something start to form and when you have your eyes closed in this sound bath thing or at least for me the thing the way that I see things it's like you know that war shack or stuff like that they show you stuff and you're like what do you see in this and like the old school like you sit in front of a shrink and they what do you see here and it signs how crazy you are but for me it's like that but like ink blots or like they start to move I sound like a hoot like a wackadoodle right now but bear with me it almost felt like a painting, and the clouds part, and you start to see what the universe, God, whatever thing moves this meditative state is trying to show you, and I started to see it was male, and I started to see like a beard come etching out, and a face, and like a very serious face, and I knew exactly who that face was, and I was like, oh, you ain't the one I want to see right now. But back from the very first sound bath that I ever took or did, it was like she described it so perfectly. Like it's like going to the dentist. And I hate going to the dentist. So this is actually pretty indicative of like how I receive these things. Not that I hate going to a sound bath. But it's not exactly the most comfortable thing sometimes. If you have some ick, you've got to shake off. And, you know, this ick was around my life for six years. So, yeah, (laughs) it's going to take a minute to get that. She said that it's like taking the plaque off of your aura, off of your soul. And that takes some scraping. And that's uncomfortable, but you know, you can't just regularly brush your teeth and expect all that plaque to go away. You got to go to the dentist and work on it. So that's, you know, where I'm at in terms of cleansing my aura of things. And apparently that plaque is stuck in there good because every time I would try to get away from this image, it'd be right there. And what was pretty crazy was there was another image Another male that would kind of come in and not overtake like the feeling of us being in the same space, but like sit to the side and kind of just watch like a protective thing. Like a person in the back going, I'm not going to fix this right now for you, but I'm going to protect your heart right now to make sure that this person can't hurt you anymore and I know exactly who that person was and it seemed as though like right as I got to that state <laughs> the it was in a commercial gym so um it's not the one that I go to regularly but um the uh, class must have started because I started hearing like the bass and the you know the bumping and bumping in the other room so it kind of distracted me away from that like Meditative state in that imagery for a second. And I was kind of like distracted. And then, like, my backside that was hurting before started hurting. So I like shifted my position and tried to get a little bit more comfortable and get back into it. So, interestingly enough, before the class started, or the sound bath started, one of the girls that was with me was like, You know, maybe Pink will pay you a visit, my dog that passed away. And she did. That's one that I really have not processed at all. Um, and I will. But I guess, you know, grief is not linear and you have to deal with it. And that's just one that I'm running away from. And I don't really run away from much. But everything that they say about, you know, your animals crossing the Rainbow Bridge was her. Like, I found it difficult to not see her these days in the way that she was when she was sick. And the last day she was with us. It's hard to get that out of my head. Um, But she was, all of her coloring was back. She had this beautiful, beautiful coat. Like she was pretty gray and white, you know, like in her face. And her nose wasn't as pink as it used to be. And her ears didn't really perk up anymore. But she used to have, I used to call them her flippy floppies. Because she would have very floppy ears when she was a puppy. But they would stand at attention when she was excited. And when she was curious, one would flop down. And her ears were doing that again. And... It was weird because I was like looking out of this window and I'm assuming this is when you meet someone at the Rainbow Bridge is where I was going. And I didn't realize it until just now, but this window was the window in the back of my house because I remember always saying like, I want Pink, you know, to have a very big yard of her own. And it was, I think my backyard and she was digging. Like she used to do this crazy thing that she would get excited and like dig in the ground circle around herself and chase her tail and dig in the ground like like a little tornado and she was doing that and I haven't seen her do that in years and I was sitting all of a sudden in the backyard and she rolled up into my lap gently because she was never a gentle dog like she was always it would zero to a hundred she was either curled up in her little cinnamon roll on a blanket because we used to call that because when she was curled up she literally looked like a little cinnamon roll and she climbed up my chest and put her head like in my neck. She used to do that when she would want to cuddle literally like climb up on you like a parrot. Just kind of being there and letting me know that everything is going to be okay. And the minute that that moment happened, the air conditioning comes on <laughs> and distracted me again. And it almost felt like what I was talking about with Lyric before in the game, my son, that it's like he got the goals so easily and got the payoff and the satisfaction from his game so easily last year. And, but this game, he had to work for it. Well, I feel like the same was me with the sound bath last year. I was in such a receptive state, even though I was going through a lot of like questioning and change. I wasn't so jarred then. Like, you know, a lot of the shit hadn't fit, hit the fan yet. It was going to, it was on its way, but it hadn't yet. And then now that it had, I felt like I, for some reason, had to, like, fight to keep that meditative state to see whatever was there for me in you know, healing and the sound bath of it all. So, when I was struggling to get back into the swing of meditation, I saw the original face again with the beard. It was almost like a ugh, like kept poking through the clouds to be like, hee, 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 hey. hey, dude. Like, ugh. And I stopped seeing things that like really meant something or meant what I wanted to see. And I was struggling to get back to that meditative state. And then all of a sudden I saw my old studio. And this was the one that we were in before we changed studios towards the end. You know, I was in that one for like five years, five and a half. And it was different than what it looked like before. It was me and another person, but not whom I normally was there with. And almost like it was like a comfortability and happy. And then... You know, like good times, you know, because you always have good and bad in all things. But this was like one of those great days. And this wasn't a scenario that I'd seen, like, you know, it wasn't like a memory. It was like a different, but it wasn't, it was a different scene, I guess, if you want to call it that, but from the past, as if it was like rewriting something else. Maybe that's poignant. But it was very familiar to me in some weird way. But then, Remember before how I told you, like, the other face kept coming through and yet there was that one protective. Well, now this time, the other one coming in the corner was the one I don't want to see. Almost as if it's like, oh, no, 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 like, you, you're not supposed to be in that space. I'm supposed to be right there. Like, you're this is how I want you. This is what feeds me. So I want to keep you here because I was able to get you there earlier in this sound bath situation. It's really, really trippy because you walk into it. I don't know. Most people might walk into it expecting it to be just hooey and you take a nap, which is also great too. But I end up like really getting in touch with certain things within myself. And I know that it might sound weird. I don't care. Because for me, it gets me very in tune with what needs to be fixed within me to move forward and be in a space of peace post-grief. However long that takes. And I'm confused as to what this one means because, well, not all of it, but, you know, I wanted to leave there feeling lighter and positive like I did before, and I left confused or maybe resolved in that there's more work to do. Which is okay too. I'm never a stranger to hard work. But when you leave the sound bath too, they tell you that like many different emotions can come up. You can feel tired, which I did, you know, because I took a little bit of a nap after because when I couldn't get back into in sync with like the meditative state and seeing the colors and seeing the things pop up, I just was like, okay, I'm just going to take a nap then, you know, because I don't get to do that in the middle of the day anymore. And I was just cold. And they say, though, that when you meditate, you're like body temperature goes down. And yeah, it did. And I'm always cold anyway, so I was like kind of freezing. But they also say that you can leave and feel angry. Like I said, like when you get that, that plaque scraped off, it doesn't feel good while you're doing it. And they say that it's like a process. Like you could feel angry when you leave and then light is there a few days ago. And it did feel like that. The first time I took did the sound bath because I saw so many important, jarring, hopeful, mind-boggling things. So there's a lot of emotions that go with it. They also say that like it's like a massage. You should hydrate and drink a lot of water because like your body feels like kind of worked over and tired after that. And did I ever? Like my shoulders really hurt right now, so I need to go foam roll after this. Like leaving the gym, I was looking around. I was like, there a foam roll around here somewhere that I can grab. Um, but then. I started to get in sync again in the meditation, even though I was freezing. And I remember I was seeing, like, scenes from Marshall and I when we were first first dating. Like that sick, ishy gushy love where you're obsessed with each other and texting all day every day and you don't want to be away from each other for five seconds. And it's not like we don't have those times anymore, but I miss that first drop of, like, love. Everybody does. That's the drug that gets you hooked, right? Eh, not really, because I actually really like the comfortability of our marriage better, but I used to always say that I wish Marshall and I had a little bit more of that. Just because when the shit hits the fan and the shit has hit the fan, it's flung around the bedroom and caused shit stains in our life, family, relationship, you know, just externally it feels like there's a lot of things that have slung bullets at us and we've come through it and we always will but it doesn't mean it doesn't leave a scar or more plaque that needs to be scraped off and what that part of it said to me is that there's the hope that there's more of that coming those ushy early days because I always say like I wish we had more of that because of the fact that those are the days that you look back on when you can't stand each other when you've been married for 13, 15, 16, 26 years and you think, no, I actually really do like this person. <laughs> they just annoy me because that's what husband and wives do. That sounds super melancholy, but you get what I'm saying. I mean to be hopeful in that, that it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's humps that we will get over. Because even though you love someone to death, you you know, you sometimes hurt the ones you love and. Marshall is my rock and will always be, and I his. But when you're going through shit, and it changes you as a person, and you're shifting with the the arrows that life pings you with, you know, sometimes you become different. Angry, sad, frustrated, quick-tempered, like tired, just different. And those are the ebbs and flows that you have to grow with together. There's all of good stuff in there too, but you know, in good times and in bad, and sickness and in health. Like, I guess that's why they wrote it like that. But it made me feel hopeful to know that, like, once this hump is over, those times will rise again. More often, let's say. Because they're still there. He's still cute as ever. Even when he's looking like a ghostbuster out there making his lawn stripes. <laughs> but past that, I kind of just went into like a sleepy state. And then when I was leaving, we were supposed to go to dinner, but then one of the girls had car trouble. And I'm like, well, it would. <laughs> she said like it would be my luck to have car issues after a sound bath where you're supposed to cleanse yourself and leave like light is there. And I just had a chuckle too because I was like, well, isn't that my fucking luck? You know, because it was like this cute place that we were going to go eat dinner. We made a rain check, so I'm excited. So, hey, like there's a positive. I have another time like we have time to time set say yeah but you know we're gonna go hang out again so that's cool um but I felt went way again for a second I was like well this would happen to me but then on the drive home I was like let me just chill and let me just cry if I have to and I did I called Marshall crying a little bit because like I said those emotions that they like dust up you don't expect it to be like that you expect to, you know, oh, I'm so cleansed and, you know, let me get some sage and, which I need to do that. I keep saying I need to sage. And side note, if y'all know any good paleo santo, is that how you say it? Paleo santo? Please let me know because I want to get some of that because when you sage your house, apparently you're supposed to do the sage to cleanse energy and then you're supposed to go back in with paleo paleo santo to bring in new energy, good energy and Judging by what I saw in the part where I could get into the deep med- meditation in the sound bath, yeah, there's some people that have been in my house that I need to sage their energy out because they left some of that here. Um, But yeah, like I felt like an angry cleansing cry on the way home, if that makes sense. And I don't mean all of this to sound like super depressing. Because it's not that. I think it's just the work that you do when you're trying to re yourself. And that shit's not linear. Grief's not linear and neither is like the journey to getting to where you want to be. It's like I always say in, in fitness or workouts. Like it's it's not the destination, it's the journey. Because if you just hit a destination expect it to be just smooth sailing from there, then you're dead. You're not living, you know? Because if we always had everything hunky-dory all day, every day... Even if, like, you know, we worked that hard to get there, then life would be blank. You know, I always say, like, I would never, no shade to them either. Because, I, I, you know, the, some, some of the stuff they do is a little weird and whatever. But, like, I would never want to be, like, a Kardashian. And by that, I mean, like, the wealth and the privilege and the, like, everything at their fingertips the way it is. Because to me, once I were to get there, it's like, then what moves you? What shakes you once you have like every ounce of everything at your feet and you can have the best of the best in three seconds. And I'm not saying they don't have to work for it. Whatever you're, I'm not going to get into that with the Kardashians. Don't at me for that. Like whatever they did or didn't do to get it, they've got it now. And what's like more exciting? Like what's left? I always say like Olympians must have a really hard time. Like young, young, young ones that get like the gold medal at 14. Because that's what they've been working towards since they were like three, some of them. And then when you hit your pinnacle at 14, what's left? So I'm not saying that like I'm afraid of change and I'm afraid of setbacks, if you will, or resets. I wish you could call it that, like a reset. I'm not afraid of all that. But the work that goes into it sucks sometimes. And it's not always yippee doo da day is it? You know, side note, Mercury is in retro motherfucking grade. Uh, and it's funny that I did a sound bath during that. Because I think they say you're not supposed to do stuff like that in Mercury and retrograde. But I digress. Um, because my cricket, that's like my best friend making all my goodies for House of W. It went on the fritz and like wouldn't cut any of the vinyl. And I had a mat that came in that was supposed to be my new mat. I won't go into all the cricketing thing because I know some of you guys don't understand it, but it's like the thing that you lay down that cuts the vinyl and it has to be straight and it has to be sticky. Well, the new one that I ordered, huh? the jack holes folded it and put it in the mail like to fit in the package. So if it's folded, it like has a crease in it that's like a teepee. So it doesn't lay flat so it won't cut the vinyl properly. So I had to use an older one and it wasn't sticking. The blade wasn't strong enough, blah, blah, blah. That got screwed up and I had some things I had to work on. Don't worry, your orders are still going out on time. I was just like preemptively creating new ones so that I had them in stock. But then I was using my heat gun to fix a candle from months ago that I made and it had a little dust on the top. So I was trying to get rid of that. And then the damn breaker switch, like the lights go out down there and it's a dungeon in my candle room without light. So that freaked me out. And then I get in my car to bring Lyric to his soccer game today and my speakers are just randomly not working right like one of them is working but it sounds like muffled and like in the distance and lyrics like mommy that sounds weird I was like yeah that was spooking me out so then I tried to switch it over to radio in my car it's not working wouldn't go to radio so then I go back to the media and it's making that weird speaker sound again so I I was like okay we're at a stoplight let me turn the car off to see if that does it I turned the car completely off and the damn phone my phone is still playing through the speakers weird creeped me out so weird (laughs) So it's just been a strange, like, energy shifting of a day. And when I got home, because it was an hour on the way back, it's like I wanted to just take a bath and wash off the residual energy of the day, or the plaque, if you will. And I was like, well, I'll just do it later. It's no big thing. But I always believe that, like, how you do it, one thing. It's how you do everything. And if you guys are wanting to listen to this early in the morning, then I want to be there. And I want to have, I still want to be the voice that you guys listen to. Because therein, that's the part of the grief that I miss, the connection there. So what does that say to the universe or to my aura or to God or whatever is guiding this new journey? If I just, meh. I don't want to do it. The very thing that I've been mourning, or at least parts of it, that I'm just going to be like, all right, whatever. That, to me, says giving up. That's not me. It never has been. It never will be. As many times as I've said it sometimes, I need to quit it, because like I said, what I think about, I bring about. What you think about, you bring about, whatever. You know what I mean? And I just was like, you know what? You're going to feel better when you go in there and do it. Like they say about the dentist, which I need to do (laughs) that too. One step at a time, Riley. One breath at a time, one blink at a time, one sound bath at a time, one podcast at a time. We got this. I really highly recommend you do a sound bath. Like, even if you want to make fun of me just to do it, like, I'll go with you. Shit. It's an experience how the different sounds are soothing or they're annoying and they're meant to be that way. It's meant to jar you and make you uncomfortable and take you out of that like space. And I don't know what it teaches you. I'm not a sound bath, you know, scholar, but I guess each one is also designed to be different. So I, I at first I was sad that it didn't feel as soothing or as cleansing as the first one but i i always attribute everything back to fitness like in my workouts not every workout is the same some are like roar and some are just wha but even the wha ones i'm proud that i did you know there's a recentering that i've been working on and doing along with all of these shifts and ebbs and flows that i didn't see coming but i know at the end of this Recharging. I wish I could say that. Like, I like recharging better than a setback. Damn. Once that battery gets to green, I know that the world is my oyster. Absolutely. I know that. We just have to do a little bit more work first. And it's the journey, not the destination, right? So, there you have it. And, um, I wanted to say something because a few of you guys have reached out to me about doing a particular podcast. Most of you guys that listen to the podcast know about my mentor, Kane. He was a very, very, very big personality in radio for 25, 30 years, 25 years, lots of years, lots of monumental years, lots of not so great years. Um, and a lot of you guys have been asking me to talk about him. And it's been something I've been pondering for a minute. And I have my reasons why I haven't yet. I have my reasons why I don't know that I want to. I have my reasons why I really want to. One of you guys, who <laughs> was one of the first listeners that I met, here in the DMV. I never forgot her. I was in Montgomery Mall and I was really tired and really in a bad space and a really bad mood and she was there with her little daughter and Lyric was there and I think like one, one and a half, long time ago. We just had a good conversation and she had asked me if I wanted to hang out and at that space I was not about like going out of my comfort zone and hanging out with people like I am now. Um, and then I saw her again years later where I think I was pregnant still and she was with her mom and I remembered her name and I think she was like shocked that I remembered her name or at least I remembered her Instagram name because it was unusual but it was her daughter's name. Anyway, she's an OG and she was saying that like she felt like you guys never got a sense of closure or at least a different kind of closure. I don't know what the schematics of that, like a closure for her meant, but I don't know that I ever have either. And it's a story I know I want to tell, but it's one that's going to take some thought to tell. So I'm not ignoring you guys and that idea and what you guys want to hear because I'm always telling you DMs are always open. Questions, comments, concerns. Tell me what you want to hear and da da da. Um. So that's gonna take a little thought because I want to definitely give truths and respect and things. You know, like I don't. I, I'm at a loss for words at the way that I want to shape that message. So maybe (laughs) I'm usually not that like wishy-washy about stuff. And I know I've always gotten you guys about, you know, being on me about being wishy-washy. But if, if I do or don't, I will give my reasoning in less wishy-washy-esque terms than this. But Wednesday, we have some Ask Rileys to do. And I'm excited to do some of these because you guys always have like the best things to talk about and relate to. I mean... This was one that, like, a a bunch of these hit home, especially with, like, what's been going on. Oh, and I really want to say thank you guys so much for the reception of Friday's podcast about Brittany's sexual assault um, story because that was definitely one that I didn't know that I was going to be able to do with as much respect and care as it deserved, and she was really, really happy. Some of you guys have followed her and reached out to her and the messages that you were sending, she said she really felt seen. And a few of you guys have reached out to me sharing your stories in the same way. And it sounds awful, but it means the world to me that you trust me that way. So you guys know how I am about the three thank yous. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. It's a really rally, always. See, I feel better already. I feel like I had my own little sound bath in this podcast. Sound bath in the microphone all over your asses. (laughs) Wow, that's kind of weird. I'm going to go. Email is reallyreillypodcast at gmail.com. The text line is 410-604-8895. DM at Riley Couture on Instagram. Really Riley Podcast on Instagram. The candle shop and all the goodies I've been putting out is... House of W by Riley on Instagram. TikTok is RileyCouture7. Twitter, even though I don't really use it that much. Tweet me, you guys. Give me a reason to use this one. I stopped using it for a while because somebody stole my other Twitter handle with all of my followers when I was giving birth. Like, ugh, talk about it. It's needed o- like a Mercury in retrograde right there. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> I started rambling on again. I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Oh, and if you haven't asked Riley, please send it along. I would love to connect with you. and talk about stuff you want to talk about. Alrighty. Love you guys for listening. and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. It's really Riley.